today today was a special show. Uh, welcome to the, the Pure Coach Podcast. Uh, was something special today, so pretty pretty glad we we've been able to to jump on the locker room app today. Dre was fantastic. Lover like for being so thoughtful and um, yeah we 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 always want to talk about some stuff that are, that are really like cool. Fun, have fun. I think she's she's a smiling people, a smiling girl. I'm a smiling guy. But sometimes we we have to talk about like the tough the tough stuff in sport and uh, like having a guy like Terrence Park. Uh, I didn't know Terrence Park, but having him die a couple of days ago actually, or maybe yesterday. So. Yeah, it was kind of crushing for the basketball family because we're all a big family and players, coaches, and uh, yeah, we had to talk about it today. So it was a it was a pretty deep show. Um, I think people are gonna enjoy it too. Uh, you can share it. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, brought a lot of memories for me too, because as you'll see, like I, I actually lost a, a player, a girl. She was 14, 14 years old, um, and uh, as a, as a coach, and uh, I really like uh, put a, a dark cloud on my on my coaching career. Actually, so it's something it's really tough to recoup from. So yeah, uh, I hope you're gonna enjoy the show. And after that, we go into some more light stuff a bit. Don't worry, it's not. <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, all fun too. And we talk about uh, like cool subject like women's sport and stuff like that too. So, and I think uh, we 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 building stuff. Like I, I I really think that we building stuff. So I hope you guys are gonna enjoy it. Uh, every Friday, I know it's early, 9, 9 a.m. Eastern time, and on the locker room app. If you want to join us live, you can actually ask question, get in the chat, get on the panel. So yeah, all right. So. Enjoy it. This is a Locker Room Production. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pure Coach Podcast where we just talk about sport. We have Coach Adria that's coming up with us today. Um, that's going to be pretty awesome. There she is. Hey, Adria. How are you doing? Good, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good, Dre. Pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I, something new for you, like, uh, lately? Um, yeah. You said everything's been good for me lately? Uh, I'm asking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It's been, it's been cool. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing too wild. Had a good second week at work. So it's good. Things go this way. All right, cool. I just wanted to start the show today, uh, just uh, to send some uh, some thoughts and prayers to uh, the Terrence Clark family, actually, and, and friends. Uh, I think that's it's just crushing to see. In the we all, I, I always thought, think that we all in one like big ecosystem, all a big family. The ballers, the former ballers, the coaches. So when somebody somebody. Uh, pass away it's always uh at, at that age too 
it's always something right. that's uh, deep to my heart. And uh, it's also like a personal story of me. Like that's one of the, I, I wouldn't say that's why I stopped coaching, but at some point in my life, like, I actually lost, lost one a player. And uh, right. that was that was something like a, a girl a girl I was coaching that I, w- I was really close to. She was fourteen, and uh, she just, she uh, she actually died like a, in a twenty four hours. She caught a virus and uh, something really crazy. And I really like uh, that really like uh, got got to me a lot. Like uh, I had like a really bad summer, and uh, the next the next morning I had to the next next mornings, and then the next year I had to come to the gym. And to talk to people about basketball when when they 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 lost they lost a friend that that was something that that, that was really really tough so and I, I knew the family I knew like every like like really well and stuff like that so that that was a uh, for me it, it's it's all those news that I always I always think also about like the players around him the coaches around him like so there's a it's a what one life that that we that we lose like in uh, like in in the in all this like basketball like community sometimes there's people just really close to that guy to to Terrence Clark that, that that's going to be like a turn away for probably the rest of their life so uh, I'm I'm yeah. feeling for them I'm feeling for them Absolutely um and it's it's so tragic uh I mean obviously any life life loss is tragic and you know, to be 19 years old and, you know, he had a whole, his whole life ahead of him. Yeah. And, you know, I really pray, obviously, for his family, um, but his, for his teammates as well. Yeah. You know, the people that, the people, the young people that may not have, you know, might, this might be the first death they experienced, mm-hmm. you know, in this, in this capacity of a, of a close friend. And I just really pray that uh, everyone, everyone is covered but, you know, a special prayer to those who might, this might be the first time where they're going to have to go through uh, and experience true grief. And, exactly. Uh, you know, I pray that they're they're covered during that time because when I read yeah. the news, I, you know, I immediately thought about, and I guess selfishly, but I immediately thought about, like, had that been one of my teammates now 10 years later? Yeah. Right? Like, I can't imagine what, young kids in college after being in a pandemic all year and, you know, not even getting to really experience the full joy that, you know, college athletics really is, uh, you know, 10 years later, I couldn't imagine getting that phone call or reading that news or, uh, and how heartbroken I would have been. And so I definitely empathize with, 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 you know, teams and coaches and players and people whose lives Terrence touched. Um, and I pray that they, just are able to uphold, you know, a special memory of him, um, you know, as they as they travel through this journey of, of grief and yeah, and I, you know, I, sadness. I, and to to be someone who actually like lived it, like like just like in front of me, and I, I was like, it, like I hope they're gonna they're gonna get some help because I know, like for myself, like my like the the the, the, the principal of the school was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like. Yeah, I guess I'm okay. And so I, I bit like a, a day or two after, but I was not okay. And you know what? Like, like six months after that, I was not okay. Like <laughs> I was just not okay. And right. like nobody, nobody came to me and say, "Hey, let's give you like professional help." And I was actually responsible. Like the next, like I remember, like the the next year when I came on on campus, 
uh, like at the school, just like they, they, they right now it's like they're just, it's, it's not a, like official basketball activities. But I remember when I came after summer and that first thing, like I was like, I was responsible of like 40 athletes that knew her and stuff like that. And I was the one like ha having the burden to like, just to, all right, this is what we're going to do and stuff like that. And I, like as a coach, I was not mm -hmm. equipped. I was not equipped to do that. Like I was like, wow, like you. And now that I remember, like that was like now it's about like eight years ago, and I yes. remember like uh, I should have not be alone in that time as a as a school. Like I hope the school like like do better like for every athlete. I know like sometimes they do, but like at my school, in my high school, like I remember, I don't think they knew like how much deep I was into like into coaching and they thought, Oh, like let's talk to the, t the teachers and, and everything. But like, the teacher, they didn't know that much that student. Like they, they knew like her as a, just like a, she's a student. She, 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 she does work, good work and stuff like that. But I knew her like personally, like I knew like her, her brothers, sisters, <laughs> like really deep. So for me, that was really like crushing. I remember like first thing I knew, like when I, when I heard the, the news, I went like directly to her, to her home actually. And, uh, right. and I just like I, I just hugged her, her father. He was like running around in the, in the house, like doesn't, didn't know like what to do in, for for her sake. She was like the 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 oldest of four in a in a in her family. So that was like really crushing for me. And uh, and then uh, not having the the right the right like uh, direction and the right like professional around me uh, as a mental health really like. Mm -hmm. yeah, like I, I still feel it right now. Like, I still feel that, that 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 was not good the way it was the way it was done, and I I hope I, I really hope that the that every got everybody got got some help, and even the like the he was only like a freshman like in, at Kentucky last year, so I'm guessing like they have to get like all those like former high schooler uh, players that play with him. Like they they need help too. They need to talk to someone, like because it's a it's a it's really a crushing. It, it, it's really crushing at so much so many levels. So yeah, I just want to. I know it's not the <laughs> the the funniest way to start a podcast, but it's a it's the pure coach podcast too. So we we right. have to talk. It's, about, we, it's the appropriate it's the appropriate yeah. way to start for sure. Yeah, we yeah, have absolutely. to talk about some stuff. So yeah, so let's uh let's uh segue to more like a, a little bit more fun today yes a little bit more lighter fun. things yes <laughs> uh, uh have you have you thought about the my timeouts on the field uh rules now that now that yes. you had time to recoup a bit yes i have <laughs> and i talked to a lot of my my coaching friends and like i said a lot of my coaching friends are not in it for the show they're not in it for um oh let's you know it's about it's not about us right that that's the company i keep yeah in coaching And all of us are like, our players can't, our players need timeouts. <laughs> you know, they need time to reset <laughs> and not. And one of them said, we agree that uh, throughout the game, one of my close friends, we agreed that throughout the game, baseline out of bounds or sideline out of bounds, timeouts to not turn over the ball, you shouldn't be yeah. able to do those. Okay. But under two minutes in crunch time, you should. Okay. I got you. Um, but excuse me, sorry, I genuinely, like, I gen genuinely agree that you should not need timeouts, but you need them, and I don't <laughs> think I expressed that last week, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I understand the concept of they should just be going up there to play, 
and hoop and understand the game plan and things like that. I agree with it in theory, um, but I think we're a long way from moving that into practice because of how grassroots um, sports in America are wired. And I think to your point about there's a lot of coaches who are doing it for themselves. I sometimes think that happens in grassroots as well. And they're not, they're taking, they're not taking the time. So it starts with the grassroots level of getting quality coaches who are coaching because they really love the game instead of, an ego trip or because they really like competition or, you know, all these other things that can kind of get in the way of, you know, purely coaching. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think like the, like for me, (laughs) for for me, one thing like you're you're coaching D one basketball. So I've I've been coaching high school basketball for, so for me, like a win and loss, like in high school basketball, like I truly don't care. Like, uh, like I knew like we weren't, we're going to, I knew coming in a game, if we're better than the team, and if we're not better than the team, and there's not a lot that I can do, like on the on that field that day, to change the fact that there's a player on the other team that's just too good for our team. So it's like, and it's high school, so like 16 year old and stuff like that. So for me, that's why that, that's that's maybe why too. I was like, yeah, at the grassroots, at the high school level, sometimes there's too much of that stuff going on, and we should. We should be able, as a coach, that's that's my feeling, as a coach, to accept that we might like lose a game, but you know what? You might find also you might win a game too because you let them play and you let them discover who they're truly self too. So that's something like that. Sometimes you're like, oh, let let, let me call a timeout so I can help you. Why not like as a high schooler, like coach? Why not like say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put confidence in you, and you know what? Like Dom, go out there, do your thing make errors but you know what you might not make errors <laughs> so if you go out there and just like and you might be fearing i know when i was high schooler you you know and you know like Dre, like when, when you were playing at some point i'm guessing in your life uh were you a point guard uh, um up? i played i played a bunch of different positions so when i was when i first started playing i wasn't that good i couldn't dribble i was just really fast okay and <laughs> Like, I was really fast, and I could make layups, and I could rebound, and I could guard and and do all of that. So as I got older, I started to play guard. Like, I ha- I was similar. Now, Draymond Green gets on my nerves. But <laughs> I was similar. <laughs> my game was similar to Draymond's game. <laughs> so, like, I, Draymond gets on my nerves for another, just a whole different – but. We're going to that's, talk a, about that's, him. A, that's another show. It like, yeah, that's another show about Draymond Green. But we take out his emotions, right? When we just look at all the 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 basketball in his game and his IQ and his way that yeah. he commands the floor and you know all of those things. I was similar in that regard. Like I could, you're gonna, I'm gonna guard anybody you want me to guard. I'm a pretty good passer, have pretty good vision, pretty pretty good IQ. Yeah. Uh, so I never, I was never really. A point guard, but I feel like to your point, like I probably would have been okay as a player without timeouts. Yeah, you know, like I, I probably would have figured it. Like I'm looking at the game. I mean, I guess that's the reason why I'm here now. You know, like I've coached for a long time. Like one of my players, one of my teammates, was like, 
you've always been a coach. She said, yeah. that, you know, and I, from the person who told me, like, I was not expecting that from her. She was like, it makes sense. We were, nice. we played the same position. So we had a lot of fights in college, a lot <laughs> of battles, a lot of back and forth because we guarded each other every single day. And so to hear that from her was really, uh, you know, I, rewarding, um, you know, consoling because I felt like we had always had this big riff and like years later I was coming recruiting, went to go see her, stayed at her house. And she was like, you know, like, I'm not surprised that you coach because this is, you you were always a coach on the floor. And so it was really (laughs) nice to hear. Uh, But, you know, I think I would have been okay without timeouts. Yeah. I'm sure my coaches wouldn't have been okay with me being okay without being, without timeouts. (laughs) But as a player, I would have been okay. Not that I but, didn't like them, but I would have been okay without them. Yeah, but I, I think you, grew, I think you grew like. And when I was coaching, I was like, personal, like intentionally, like I was telling my players in practice, I'm not gonna call timeouts. All right, so don't look at me. I'm not gonna call timeouts. So at, the, mm-hmm. at some point, at some point, they kind of do more audible at the, at the free throw lines and stuff like that, and just they, they just like understand. And one thing that I learned again with like like reading books and stuff like about basketball is that in practice, I was doing a lot of like really quick words so like my 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 goal as a coach was like to say hey when i'm gonna say this word that means this all right and we're gonna practice this practice the communication so you're gonna hear me all game long saying like small word and small stuff and you're gonna Mm -hmm. be used to that and for me as a go back to as a player at some point i had that, that that ridiculous like cool coach like in high school that was just like hey man you have to be better as a basketball player and i'm gonna put you the ball in your hands I'm not gonna call timeouts, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna do the same thing in practice in, in game that you do in practice when you're like destroying everybody. It's the same thing right now in, in games. So the ball's in your end, do your thing. And I was stressed. Like I was not like feeling okay with it at first. But then I grew into it. And by the time I was like my 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 fifth year of of high school, um like my last year of high school is different over here in Canada, but my last year of high school, I was like understanding how to be like a basketball player and to there's going to be stress in the game but to understand that it's yeah. okay it's okay to have stress and that's part of the game and that like and then you can like battle it and just like grow grow from it and then by the time I was in college I was like the best player on stress like stressful moment because for me that was nothing so it was it, it, it's like an understanding I think it's just like you said maybe Sometimes we like, like there's like in college, I, I, like winning and losses is kind of important. But I feel that like winning and losses in a in a like graduate level, high school level, it's not that important. The more important thing at that level is probably for players to learn how to master their game and master and mastering the stress is actually a big part of the game. So that's that. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that. And uh, and the other thing too with the, the let's go, let's jump to the NBA the the, the next level the, the next big right. level is that they don't need timeouts the, yeah I agree. they they, don't they, they call timeouts. too much timeouts it, it, it's they call like at some point like how many timeouts can you get like in a game so like, that's what I mean like at some point like you have to play the game like sometimes some of those games I'm watching the game and since we talked last week I was like all right let me watch like full games more and more like. Because I, I never watch highlights and stuff like that, so I've been like watching a lot of games right. for for different subjects. And uh, there's too much timeouts. They, like they, there's too much stuff like going on. Like the players want to play, let's play. 
And that's uh, let's segue to my next segment about you uh, about right. last week about the the three point shot. It's uh, it's not that I uh, because I try to focus on some players like you told me like who play who does like too much three points and stuff like that. And I, I text you back and forth on some names and stuff like that. But I don't feel like I feel we should like maybe like watch a game together at some point. Like, let's say and say I would tell you this is the type of shot I don't want to see in basketball. This is and this is about like 20 shots per game, like mostly three-pointers three-pointers now because it's kind of a, if you have to shoot a bad shot right now, why not shoot it for, for, from three? <laughs> and I think right. it's about like yeah. 20 shots per game. It's not about a, a, a player. Yesterday I, lo- uh, I watched like Luka Doncic like play. He, he, uh-huh. probably launched, he, he probably launched like three shots that was like, why are you sh- shooting this right now? So, The, you're you're not yeah. you're you're not Steph Curry. So why are you shooting this right now? Same thing with like Ru- Russ uh, Westbrook. I'm not a big fan a fan of uh, Russ as a player. I'm a big fan of him yeah. as a, as a as a human being actually, but not as a mm-hmm. decision maker on a, on on the field. And I feel there's like like half of the shot that he takes from the threes, he should not take from the threes. So like uh, so that this no that part those when you word it like that, I agree with it. Right, I think I I wholeheartedly agree that there are players who should not be shooting certain shots, like a hundred percent. Like I I do not. Now to take it away completely, that's where things get tricky. <laughs> but I a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, that think that people should. There are people who should not shoot threes, and Russell Westbrook is one of those people. Like I, but what I mean, as a coach, I can't stress okay. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> as as a coach, okay, you're a coach. Let's say you're coming up like next September, and because I, I know some some of the best coach in Canada, they, that's how they coach too, uh, like top coach, like in college. Um, let's say you come and you say, "All right, girls, like we're we're gonna we're gonna play our scrimmage right now, like before the the like the season and stuff like that, and everything's worse one, but we're gonna have like coaching, like the coaching. We're watching you uh-huh. right now play. Do you like?" The defense is going to be tight anyway, like everywhere. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, no, nobody's going to smack yeah. down on a three-point shooter because it's worth one. That's that, that's kind of my, my point, too. Like, the girls got skills. So, as a coach, if you see someone, like, slacking down on defense, on a girl who has the, the, cap- the capacity to shoot from deep. So, what would, what do you think that, that would happen in a, in a nice scrimmage with, like, coaching, like, watching and kind of, like, Like building the team and building the the starting five and building like the the chemistry. What would you think if next year you come in and you say everything works one for a month? Um. Uh, well, I mean that's how you play pickup generally. Yeah. People still shoot threes. Yeah. So I mean, there's no uh, people are going to shoot the shots they can make, and so like taking away and that's what that's the point I was making last last week is. People are going to shoot the shots they think they can make. Like, Russell Westbrook is not like, oh, let me jack up this three. Russell Westbrook thinks, oh, I'm open, let me shoot it. And so that's what I'm saying. So taking away the three-point line is not – it's not going to encourage – people are going to shoot from where they're open. You don't don't feel it's the analytics that do that a bit, like to the player's mind? It's the – it's the – yes, I do think – This is what I think happened. I think analytics ruined the game, not the three point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so 
I think the way that instead of because they took away basketball, right? Basketball is not basketball is about percentages, but there's so much other thing. There's so many other factors that are happening um, that are making the game the way it is, like what we see as basketball, right? It's about what percentage shot can you make? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think Russ, I really don't think Russell Westbrook, I think Russell Westbrook thinks he can make every shot he takes. Like, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, of course. it doesn't matter. He's not thinking about analytics while he's playing. Yeah. Okay. He's not like, oh, like, I've shot from this. You know, the, the only people who are doing that are analysts. Basketball players are not thinking about, they're thinking about, I'm open and I've hit this shot before, so let me shoot it. Yeah. So, maybe, so, maybe the thing is that you said, like, You said it right. Analytics ruins the game, okay? But I feel that it's kind of, for me, it's like, okay, you guys going to be smart-ass with, with your like, analytics stuff and, like, be in my, in my head. Let's just, like, you want to do this? Let's, the, let's just, like, ruin the, the analytics and, like, no three-point line for, like, scrimmage and everything just, like, because we don't care no more. Like, I don't that, – that's my point. I, I'm, like – I. Every time I hear the stats about like oh like three pointers and stuff like that, you should shoot only threes. Like there's like college teams right now. Like I think that was like this year with the, in a, with the boys, with the men's. Like Alabama was like yeah, I'm not shooting threes. Like like the like the mid range is like a BS. Like the coach was like I was like come on now. Like 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 now that part mid- bothers me because I yeah, like okay. open and so that's why we were. And like I said, the more we talk, the more we'll understand each other. Uh, but I like open shots. I don't care where open <laughs> shots come from on the floor. Like, I want you to shoot shots that you practice making, and I want them to go in. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to. Now, why we want people to be able to shoot threes. This is my thought. This is my personal. So not we. Why I think. I would want people to be able to make threes is because it spreads the floor. It creates more spacing on the floor. So it's easier to get to the rim. It's easier to get twos. It's easier to get to mid range because there's more spacing on the floor. But if you don't, because I hate, I hate lazy zone. I'm not going to say I hate zone. I think zone is a, is an integral part of the game, but I hate lazy zone where people just pack it in and stand and force people to shoot. Like I think that's lazy basketball. And I think it's boring. Um, and so for that not to be a part of, if I were a head coach, if that were for that not to be a game that we, like a product that we put out on the floor because nobody wants to watch that, I would make sure that my players could shoot, you know, like I would be like, okay, this is, we need to be able to shoot. So people don't counter that and nobody wants to watch that basketball. And that's the difference in the NBA is you can't pack the paint so sometimes they're shooting threes sometimes they're you know throwing lobs for dunks and things like that but that would be yeah that that would be yeah i I play you know what like i played that's because i actually invented the sport and actually i play basketball but i also play what you don't know is i actually play in the uh what we call the aba okay i play the aba as a professional And a crazy rule that they had, I know, like, it's kind of a gimmick, okay? But if you stole the ball in, like, the backcourt, okay? If you stole the ball, you, you they, want, they, they wanted us to, to, uh, to press a lot, okay? They wanted us, like, a lot of action, a lot of dunks, lot, lot, everything, okay? So yep. if you stole the ball in the back 
court, there was a, a true story, okay? There was a light, okay, okay coming up in the gym. And uh-huh. it's what's called the 3D effect, okay? And every time, every time you score after this, after the 3D effect was on, it was worth one point more, okay? So there was like, <laughs> it, it, was a, it, it was gimmicky, okay? It was kind of <laughs> awful on the, like, when you score like, oh, I scored like 20 points today. You didn't score 20 points. That you have a four point play like you scored five four point bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That, that was like, but okay, I knew I know people were like, yeah, that's not basketball. But for us as a player, and for there was something there that was really interesting. And the the cool part about it is that when you had that three D effect, you knew like everyone, everybody on defense was like slapping the floor and like, hey, let's stop them because if we don't stop them there. We like they're gonna make a run, okay? This is gonna be awful mm-hmm. for us. So that that was like a feeling actually that I always I actually reproduce it in my sport that I created. We call that the next for two, okay? So when you kick a ball and say we we have to kick the ball sometime and stuff like that, I think I show you that on the highlights. But if you kick a ball to the end zone, it's mm-hmm. worth it's worth one point if if somebody catch it in the end zone, okay? But the next time up, if you score. That works right. too, okay? It works too. So it's not. It's like, it's like if you shoot a three point, it works one. It's worth like let's say we work two, okay? But if you score again on a three point on the next play, your next like your next shot is gonna be worth like three. So like it's like for me like the the thing with the three point shot, I like the three point shot. I just don't like the number three. I think it's 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 worth like two point five. And, but we don't have like two point five in basketball. That's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 I, I just don't feel it's it's worth like that much. Okay, and and because it's worth that much, that's why that's where like the, the guy that didn't play basketball, he's called the analytics guy. He comes in and say to the coach, "Hey, hey, coach, that like, you should go like and shoot threes all the time. Like, and I don't care if it's a bad shot, just take threes because uh, it's better. So uh, if it w- yeah, was like two point five, that was like. Right, you, you cannot have an analytics tell a coach like to shoot a, a bad three for two point five, but that that never happens. Like that, that will never happen in basketball. Maybe it's going to happen in the ABA. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. I don't know. I mean, that sounds. I like that though. I like the <laughs> the, like, the three D effect. Listen, I, it's. I would not want it in my game, but yeah. like if it was. Like they should enter it. The globe. There should be something between like the globe trotters and yeah, yeah. Like there should be somewhere in between like the NBA and the, glo- and the globe trotters because that's what I would like. I think that's fun. The globe trotters are fun, but like you see that light come off the floor and it's yeah, like yeah. oh everything's <laughs> yeah it's time to get buckets. Everything's hey. one point four point plays. Let me ask you something, sure. okay? so, because yeah. uh, yes, yesterday I had like that big uh, conference. I don't know if you heard about that. Like hashtag Sport had a conference with like women's sport, growth and women's sport I, and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. we we had the opportunity to host a panel with Pure Instinct actually. So I had like a lot of people from my team, but also like a lot of people that I knew come in talk about stuff. And one of the questions I have for you is that do you a couple of questions? Like it's all kind of the let's do like I'll I'll ask a, a global question, okay? So, do you I feel that, to help the the women game? Do you feel that now that the money from the NBA is so huge? Okay, it's a triple question. Okay, uh-huh. now that the money is so right, huge, 
not that the money is so huge in NBA for the contracts, okay? Like the contract. Do uh-huh. you feel, maybe not for the rookies, like your second contract, that your second contract in the NBA, 5% of the money should, should go to a fund to help uh, the contract in the WNBA, okay? So that's my, my first take, okay? I feel that the men okay. should, we're all part of one ecosystem. If there's more women playing pro level and stuff like that, that's going to go back to them at some point because more people playing, more, more people enjoying the game. Women are more in, into it. So actually the NBA is going to grow from having more like women like involved in the sports. Okay. So that's my first point. My second okay. point is that I think that I, I strongly believe that every NBA team should have a WNBA. Okay. A, a bit like the NCAA, you have the men, you have the women, that's it. Okay. Just have okay. both, both of them. I think they should grow together. Okay. And mm-hmm. the third part is that I feel that that's for you actually in the NCAA, but also in NBA at some point, if, if we have the WNBA, NBA playing together, that they should join the game like together, that like we do like in Canada because we're poor in sport, but we do like, that's a good like thing. Like double headers. The, yeah, that's a good thing for, okay. for the women over here because actually sometimes they'll play before or after, but that uh, people know like the, the 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 woman game a lot over here but just because and it's really popular just because people come like to see let's say oh, let, let me get like an hour before the, the men's game because i'm gonna watch right. the, at least the second half of the girls and then hey it's pretty cool and then after that they come for the full game of the like i do the full game of yeah. the women and then after that only the half of the men because because the women actually play better like a uh, style of basketball right so do you feel like those like are my three ideas like that i want to put that put Okay. into the ecosystem and i would like to hear, hear about you about that okay so and, and the... also and also people in the crowd i see we're, i just see we have some people in the audience right now so if people want to come in and talk about those stuff we're kind of the end of the show right now so you can you can do your thing uh, over there too so ask to be a speaker but but Dre, you're going to be your first one to answer my my three-part For question sure. okay i'm ready good um okay so the first part of the rook, the second year of rookie contracts, a percentage of that going to a WNBA contract. Yeah. I am not a finance person, so I don't know what the financial implications of that would be, or the social implications. Like I would need to spend more time thinking about what that actually looks like, or what that actually means um, for just the over. I think it would be beneficial. I would say that. I think it would be beneficial obviously um because that's going to to grow the women's game and so from a selfish standpoint i think that does grow the women's game um my immediate thought was why does it have to come from another player in their contract that was my when you were saying that that was kind of not saying it i I know that was just a question that you you threw out there um because i would like to see these heads of these organizations fight to get more money. Like when you talk about coupling the WNBA and the NBA and having partnerships there um, and maybe joint ownerships and presidents and vice presidents. Like I think the money should come from there rather than someone's initial contract because like, uh, like John Morant as and he probably, I don't know John Morant, but I feel like he probably would be like, that's cool with me. Right. But I yeah. don't think that type of responsibility should fall on players to do that. Right. So 
are you saying that they agree to it or you're saying it just in moving forward, you're taking out, they're getting paid 2%. So the, uh, like the, the, so we'll keep John Morant. So the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies organization, if they had a WNBA organization, the Memphis Grizzlies, instead of offering John Morant, whatever he makes, he's offered 2% less and that 2%, and so, it's not that even it's not even that John Morant knows or John Morant agreed that his two in his contract he was like this is what you're paying but your two percent has to go to yeah you know, I'll say my friend Tiffany Hayes because that's first person <laughs> comes to mind so like yeah is not, that not like, what is not like not like that okay I, I would okay. like, let's say John Morant okay John Morant right now is in his rookie contract so we don't touch the rookie contract like money right, just right, right. because. Just because, like you, you never know. Like you could get hurt, like next the, the next day, and like your life, you could have like something life changing, like on your rookie contract, and that's not good, all right? So I'm talking right. about, the, let's say a guy like Jam around, okay, his next contract coming up, like not this year, not this year, maybe, maybe next year, I think, it's probably going to be around a hundred fifty million dollar, okay? Like, okay. like just like I'm seeing the guy like play. I, I guess the Grizzly want to lock him up. Like, I, I don't know how much money he's going to be, but it's going to be about that, okay? Right, so right, I, will t- I will take – I don't care about the number, okay? It could be 1%, okay? Like 1%, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2%. That's, n- that's not important. Like, let's not be confused with the number. But let's I say agree. now uh, in the contract, the, 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 um, the NBA contract with the, the, the players, okay, just the overall association with the, with the players' association will say – Jamarin, as soon as you finish signing your contract, there's an obligation for you, okay? And I know in the States, you guys don't know, don't like like to be like, hey, that's a tax or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Canada, so I'm used to get taxed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm used to get taxed, okay? But like, right. like to say, all right, you, there's going to be a 2% that you're going to take, okay? And you're going to send that to a nonprofit, okay? So you're actually going to win on your tax return. So instead of just like throwing the money to, let's say, a foundation, and it's cool that you have a foundation as an athlete and stuff like that, so, but you also going to benefit to a big foundation that's going to be called the WNBA Fund, okay? And that money is going to be used after that to pay athletes, like to, to triple the, the salary of the athletes from the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, like woman, like WNBA team. Okay, so I don't know what what's the name of the the WNBA team over there. Is there a team in uh, they Memphis? Don't. No, no. They okay, don't. that's it. No, okay, they yeah. don't have one. But they, yeah. they would they, they would have like the Grizzly for for women and stuff like that. Like find a name, and then there, there would be a phone for for them over there. And he has to. That's like in his contract with the NBA. Your second or third contract, you have to give like one percent of that money uh, to that found, and that's. That's mainly because, like, you know, like, most players have a foundation. Most players have, but, like, sometimes it's, like, I wouldn't say it's shady or they, 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 we don't know what they're doing, something like that. That we know, like, exactly what, what the money is going to be for. It's going to be for paying your friend to stay in the WNBA and only play in the WNBA and don't go overseas playing and, and be, like, like, all over the place. and so Just be a basketball player in one league, and that's it. So that's... That's kind of my take. Yeah. I, I, but I understand that the, the. I think it's. Yeah. Under, I think. Yeah. It's, go ahead. I like it. I th- I like I like the idea. I think that if the owners agree to paying a percentage of that too, I just don't like. I like the concept, and I like where you're coming from. I the only thing that I don't like is because it's not John Morant's responsibility, right? And that's what, what, okay. Why and, not? Why not? Um. Be, 
I think that I think it falls on the owners, right? Like I don't I think it falls on the owners be, redistributing money, not forcing John Morant to say yes, do this with his contract, because I think people should be able to do with their money what they want to do with their money. So if the yeah, ownership that, that's, that that's a really so American if, take, like 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 I why should like people like like why should I'm not people saying he do? Should, I, I'm saying he should. I'm not saying it would be. I'm not saying. I'm saying that if he wants to give his money, he should. His employer should not force him. If he's employed, if my friend Tiffany Hayes and John Moran are both employed under this Memphis umbrella, yeah, it is up to Memphis to pay my friend Tiffany more money. It is not up to John Morant because he is not the owner. He is not. It is not hit the structure. It is not John Morant pay Tiffany Hayes percentage of his salary. It's up to Memphis to say. John Morant gets $1 million. I'm just $1 million, $1 million. And then Tiffany gets $500,000. I know that math might not be right, but just yeah. as an example, instead of John Morant making $1.5 million and Tiffany making 325000 Again, I don't know if those numbers add up, but bear with me. Yeah. It's the organ. It's the organization's responsibility to redistribute funds. It should not rely on John Morant to give Tiffany some of his his money when they both work for the same organization. That would be like, that would be like us as all equals and peers. I'm getting paid more, and you said, "Hey, give them some of your money." And it's like, well, why didn't you just redistribute the money from the top? Yeah, and, and, that, I, and that's I, that's I, what I'll, I mean I'll by say, that. But I'll say to you how I feel about it. Okay. Uh, Let's say I work in a restaurant, okay? I'm a I'm a I'm a waiter, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting the tip as a waiter, okay? But I know like that I'm not the only one who made that meal something good, okay? So as a waiter, right. yes, I I can take that ten dollar that you gave me as a as a client and go home. But you know what? At the end of the day, every time I get ten dollar, that's my money. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give like one dollar to the guy who's doing who's doing the great, great, great food out there. Okay, I know he's getting paid, but I'm gonna give a, a dollar for him just to say, you know what? You're part of my ecosystem. Okay, and you're part of why actually someone gave me that ten dollar because it's not true that I have. The, I'm the only one who's responsible for that ten dollar, and that's what I mean by NBA players right now. I don't think that John Moran like he doesn't. He's not worth $150 million, okay? He's good, okay? Those guys are, mm-hmm. are good. But they're part of an ecosystem that was having Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. And because of those, like, guys, the... That's the, why he can get paid that much. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, not a, it's, not about, it's not about his crossovers. It's about the other guys, the other four guys that I named, okay? Right. And the same thing must be true for... Like people that would say, I, I don't want to say under you, but the other people that are underpaid, women, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. they're part of that ecosystem too. So they're kind of like, I agree. You, that's that's my point, okay. That's just like, and I know it's kind of like somebody somebody can say, oh, it's a socialist like way of seeing seeing stuff, but it's not a socialist when we talk about like a hundred million dollars. So it cannot be like a, no, for sure. It's an ecosystem. That's what I mean by that. That, that, that's my whole point about it is that I feel that players right now, and I, I I would be, 
that would be like a nice survey to do. Like, 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 would you be, or would you agree as a player to do this, NBA player? And I will be. That's what, that's what I, I would like to, that's, I, that's the real, that's what I would like to see. Because again, like if it were me, if you asked me to do that, me personally, if I was an NBA player, I would say absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like I was, I, the, sure. I mean, what, I, I'm not going to see it. Like that's one less car I buy. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> something, something just egregious, right? That's one less, I don't know, trip and you know I that, take to Italy and, you know and, everybody, and, everybody and does rent it? a yacht. Yeah, and you know that everybody does I, it. Right. Um, I just think that ownership should have more play in it as well. That's my yeah. only thing. Like, I think yeah. that I yeah. don't I don't like – because they're making a lot of money as well off of – and profiting off of these players. So I think that ownership should take responsibility as well to say yeah. this is that instead of relying on their players to make the – to make it work because like what you said about the restaurant, what is the restaurant owner doing? Like, and I'm not yeah. saying out of the goodness, out of the goodness of your heart and say, Hey, I know we all participated in making this meal. Here's some of this because I really appreciate you slaving over, you know, the hot stove. And I know you're not getting yeah. any extra because you're on a base salary. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but what is the restaurant? That my, that's yeah, that, where is the, that, where does the accountability and the responsibility of the owner come into play as well? Plus, okay, that's true. But I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll spin it again. Okay, I'll spin it again for you. I feel that, and now we're talking about like now we're going to talk about race a bit. Okay, there's about 70 percent yeah. black people in the NBA right now, black players. Okay, yep. I, yep. I, and it's not the same percentage when you go to the owners. Okay, <laughs> I think the right, owners probably sure. like it, it's Michael, <laughs> and MJ, and that's it. All right, uh, or maybe like maybe yep, there's and others then, like and uh, then like, uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade yes, just became a partial it, owner. And maybe someone well. in Sacramento, too. I think there might be one, like, in Sacramento. Like, but what I yeah. mean is that, like, most of the money is not into the black people and in the owners, okay? I do feel that, actually, that would be a way to be empowered for athletes and say, D you know what? I know we need, like, the owners and stuff like that, like, to for the stadium. And, but we are, like, in a new era right now. And there's so much more more way to do money than just my contract, NBA contract and stuff like that because of, like, all the media opportunity. Now, now the NFT is coming in and stuff like that. A lot of stuff coming in, okay? So right. let me let me be, like, a good, like, citizen and let me be, like, a, like a great, like, black entrepreneur and a black athlete and, a, and someone who's just like, hey, I'm not going to wait for a owner that I don't know that's not coming from the same background as me to help my my own like people my own ecosystem and that's one thing that i feel that i know like what you said about the owner they should pay they should have wnba teams and all their teams they should pay the players better but they won't okay they won't no, because for sure. the, the, yeah the, it's going to be the same that is going to be the same discussion for like 20 years and it's always going to come to some troll on internet and say Oh, because the 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 like the woman, we don't want to see them play because uh, <laughs> they 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 don't dunk and uh, they don't do this and uh, like that's boring stuff. So I'm like, that's it's not true. <laughs> yeah, but no, but that's true. not because it's not true. I saw like Ari McDonald play in the the, the in the women tournament like uh, last month, and I yep. was like, grew. <laughs> I was like to my seat. I was like, 
this is the best stuff I've seen for like a while now. That this is you give me Steph Curry or this or Ari, I was like, like I I can't choose right now. Like <laughs> I was stuck to my her, like her persona, like her like charisma, everything. Like she was like she was it for me. She was it. So I mean, we have to make like a stand. For me, it's just like making a stand, and the players. I, f- I truly feel, okay, that the players right now, the black players in the league have so much more power than they think they have. They have mm-hmm. so much power. And they could say, I-, I told that to another podcast, I said, they could say, I'm not doing an, an, another ad for Adidas, for Nike, for whoever, if we don't put a girl in the ad with me, like, playing one-on-one. Like, I'm not doing it no more. It's over. Like, we w- we want to have, like, equal representation because... Like we we are from a minority in our country. We know the struggle, and now it's it's time for us. Like we have enough money now. Okay, it's time for us right. to look for others. That, and that's and that's my. I may be too Canadian on that on that point, but that's my that's my take on it. No, I <laughs> I I mean I agree too. Like I think I 100% agree. I just know how America is wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because yeah, yeah, sure. that's what because I agree. I agree, right? Like I said, if you asked me to give somebody some of my money, I'd be like, sure. So we can make it work. Like, cool. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to make it the best thing I can be, but there's a lot of selfishness, which we've talked about in some coaches and obviously in ownership as well that, that we've seen um, that comes to, to manifest. Okay. Yeah. So part two of your question, we've done so many. <laughs> So part two of your question was... um, Should NBA teams have all WNBA teams? If, again, it goes back to ownership for me. Um, I don't... Part of the ecosystem, right? If the ecosystem was as ideal as we... Or the ecosystem, ecosystem, however you want to pronounce that word. um, If it was as ideal as we just explained it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Right. Um, but I know a lot of programs where we'll, we'll drop down to the NCAA level. I know that there are a lot of programs whose women's team does not get the marketing, the attention, the amount of support from administration that it deserves. That's not my problem here. Our administration loves us. Um, mm-hmm. I love it here. But there are a lot of programs who do um, struggle with that. And so. Yeah. What my concern is, is the patriarchy, the overarch- the overarching idea of patriarchy, is that going to run rampant in sharing a joint team with under the same umbrella? That's all yeah. my only concern. If that, if we could live in the ideal society, I think that's great. Makes sense to me. Like, I like things if, that make sense. Yeah, if, if it's just like a, side, a, a, a real sideshow for them, oh, we, we're going to do the WNBA team, but it's like a we don't we, we won't put money into it at all. So that's like right. we don't care. Like yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, if it doesn't if it happens like that, then absolutely not. Because yeah. I think women can stand on their own. Yeah. Right. True but enough. I do yeah. think a supportive ecosystem would help. It's going to rise, you know, it's going to lift both programs up. I mean both um leagues, let's both say teams, or, leagues, yeah. yeah. Both both leagues leagues up. So to your point on that, I, I agree. And to the last okay. point yeah. About joining joining last... teams like joining teams like double headers like the double headers. Let's yep. at college level. Let's at college level. Like, like so, your players or your Duke, the Duke, like the Duke Cameron crazy. They have like a double header. What do you think about that? So again, I 
I think women's basketball does not have to be marketed with men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that double headers sometimes are good, but I don't like the fact that in order that we, if it makes, if the dates make sense, okay. Like if it's two like big games, it makes sense, but not like say Duke and North Carolina are playing and that's not a good example because they both have the same rivals. Okay. Uh, let's say like South Carolina men and women. So South Carolina women are playing UConn, and then South Carolina men are playing UConn. It, it's like that's not a good game. Uh, it, yeah. it, those are both not good games. Well, one yeah. is a really good game; the other one is not. Like yeah. nobody really cares about the other, and <laughs> and the way they don't care about the men's game. See what I did yeah. there with that yeah. example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got you. You know, but. It, the game should be mutually beneficial, not just for the sole purpose of getting people to the women's game. And because I don't think that women's basketball has to be marketed with men's basketball, because yeah. then that you're always going to have this subcategory of that women's basketball needs, quote, needs men's basketball to survive. We need uh, yeah. basketball. We need basketball to be good. So basketball can continue to thrive. It's not, oh, men's basketball over here, women's basketball over here. We need, like you talked about, which I really like that concept, uh, we need the the entire ecosystem of basketball to be successful. And so all of the members that make up that ecosystem, coaches, players, owners, presidents, right, of universities, um, administration athletics administration in those universities we need to all uplift together and sometimes like what we just talked about for 10 minutes that help needs to come from the people who have the the most recognition or the most you know the the most finances and and to that but i think it's really delicate i think you're really you're so right on on everything that you said okay uh I know I'm naive sometimes about some stuff that I just t- told you, like, today. Like, there's some yeah. stuff that I have I have a big, like, purity about the game. I think you have too much purity right now on your hand, okay? Because I feel – and I, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about, like, I'm, I'm a man. And I'm a guy who has, like, three daughters. So I just don't, like I, – I won't, like, allow people to talk back on – and I have a my, – my, my wife, she's a better athlete than me. So I won't, uh, I won't have people like talk bad about like women like sport, okay? But I do know, okay, I do know that people are degrading and are not like they just don't get it, okay? And at some point, like I, I know, like girls like you, you just like let's market the, the 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 woman game, and that's okay. Like I, I truly believe that you're right about this, okay? But the only thing is that the the people are are dumb <laughs> like people most people are dumb and you have to show it show it to them it's like you, you know what like like this is the real thing thing okay the ncaa tournament right now the way it's built uh like this year let's say with the bubble stuff i thought that it was was a great example where you should have the same at the same location the same gym the same everything one logo for everyone like play at the same place that's it okay and you i think you're going to be having more people like just like opening their eyes and say, whoa, this is something else. Then if you have all always like separate days because you want to be like go your separate way and market your separate way. 
Like I, ju- I just feel that the, the the girls that we saw, the game that I saw, I remember like it was Arizona against UConn this year. I'm I'm pretty sure you you probably watched the game. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best game I ever seen like in a while. Okay, and I'm so I'm so pissed that it was not just after the game of Gonzaga or just before the game of Gonzaga, and that people would just like tune in and say, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute." Like, I'm tuning in like 30 minutes before a game. Is like that's the quality of the game right now. Like I'm missing something, and then the right. people say, "Yeah, you've been missing something." And Arike back in the days, she was ju- doing like jumpers like for for Notre Dame. You you missed that too, okay? Like go back yep. to your memories. So I, I'm just feeling that like at some point you have to put it in front of people, and they say like I'm not a big fan of like let's say ads on TV and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of that, but I, I understand the the that if you don't do ads, you're not going to have people, like, buying your app. <laughs> that people are I mean, not going to sure. go. Yeah. So, it, for, for, and the best ad for, I feel one of the best ads for the women game is to say, you know what, we're in the same boat as men, like, just like they do in tennis. Right. They do that in tennis. And we have an example in tennis where you have the quality of tennis is so up with women, with Serena, and not just Serena, but like, a lot of girls, like, it's really good to see them. But, like, I think, I think 15 years ago, they decided that, you know what, we're going to do the same thing. They're going to play the same night. They're going to play in the big stadium. They, like, like, everything for the girls is going to be the same as men, okay? And it was kind of a, a pushback at first because, ah, we don't want to see women. And they, some people were, like, telling crazy stuff like, oh, like, I don't want to hear, like, Sharapova say, huh, and stuff like Like, when she hears, it's like, that's not tennis. And, like, it, but 15 years, like, you fast forward 15 years. They're getting paid. The, Osaka is getting paid the same amount for a tournament as Nadal, and she has. She, I think she has like the, the one of the biggest contract for sponsorship right now. So that's what I mean. Like I know, like it's not cool, like to do it. Like it, it might not be cool, like to do it, like to to market, like say Whitman. But you're not marketing Whitman. You market, you market it as basketball. With, as basketball. That's right. what I mean. That's what they did with. Yeah, tennis. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I just feel like. But I but I understand it's not like for women like it must be crushing for women. You like what? Like I don't need men's. You do not need men's, but you do need basketball. That's just we what need I mean. basketball, and that's, that's what, what I mean. And I I completely I agree with that. You know, like I agree. I just and when it's marketed as basketball, right? When you see all of these ads, it doesn't say. You know, you're not reading, oh, women's basketball game. It's like, here's a basketball game. Here's a basketball game. We go back to our Memphis example. It's like, oh, Memphis basketball is happening here. Yeah. You know, like, it's our basketball nights. <laughs> it's basketball night. Memphis basketball yeah. is playing here against here and then them against them. And then you'll see. Um, and so I, I agree. And obviously, I appreciate you advocating for the game. And the people who love the game are um, – you know, like that, that keeps it like, as we, we try to do on this podcast that keeps the game pure is the people who enjoy the sport, regardless of who's playing it at whatever level. Like I would go sit, watch basketball all the time. Like I I will go watch basketball. It doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter who's playing. If the game is good, um, I I will go indulge in, in basketball. So I do think that the game needs to be marketed. Yeah. For, for sure. And I think to your point, see, there's going to be people, I always say this, there's going to be people who don't like the game because they don't like women. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> they don't want women playing the sport. But I do think that I know that that's not the case with 
people who are participants in the sport and players in the sport, right? Those, everyone, res- just as, as you mentioned, you play the sport, you're going to respect whoever's playing it with you. Exactly. As long as they're, exactly. pl- as long as they're playing it with some energy and enthusiasm and some love and some passion and treating the game correctly, you're going to, I mean, you're going to try to do whatever to make sure that that person is successful because it's something that you have ownership in. Exactly. Hey, uh, we're way past our 25 minutes. We're always <laughs> wet past our 25 minutes, um, but today was so good. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, it was great. I know people were not here like at first when we when we started the show, but we're gonna put that on Spotify. Check out like Pure Coach Podcast. I think the the first 15 minutes of the show, we were just talking about uh, the Terrence Clark, uh, yep. like uh, that right now, and how we can affect like a coaching uh, family around him, friends and stuff like that. So I I encourage you like to to. Have a listen because I think that was like a, yeah. as much as we had fun like talking about other stuff like today like it was so much fun. Uh, I think there was a lot of stuff that, out there like in the first fifteen minutes. Uh, maybe it's were a, a bit more intense, a bit more in depth, but yep. it was it was worth it. So I'm gonna post that right. like today. I'm gonna post that today. And thanks for everyone in the audience. And Thank great you guys. Yes. We're gonna see. We're gonna see you like uh, next week. Have you received? Yeah, we're my, back next have you week. received my book and my DVD yet? I I need to check my mail. I was thinking right. about that today, so I'm gonna <laughs> check my mail today and I'll text you because um, uh, I'm ready t- to. T- tell to me about pick... that. Like every American that that talks to me about that, like that I we need don't to... check our mail. What What was that about? Like, don't you get your mail at, at your home? So I live in a townhouse, and my mail is not at my house. Okay. Um, my mailbox is. I don't pass my mailbox to leave or to come in. Where is it? Uh, it's like in the middle of our complex. Okay. So like if I I drive out and then I'm on the main road and I pass yeah. it, but I don't pass yeah. it going through. Like I don't have mm-hmm. to pass it through our complex. That's so why. a lot of us don't have mailboxes right at our doors. Like when I when I lived in West Virginia, I had a mailbox. So I never said, oh, I have to check my mail because I would just yeah. walk past the mailbox and look at it and say, okay, and close it and go up, up the stairs. But now, since my mailbox is not here at okay. my house, which... There's a lot of people that told me that. Like, I got to check my mailbox. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right. All right. Obviously, All I right. always appreciate you. I appreciate everybody yeah. in the audience. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. yeah, appreciate yeah. y'all. Powerful show today. All right, see ya. For sure. Right. Bye.